episode of Dip, uh, Different Jewels. I was about to say Different Breed. <laughs> it's another episode of Different Jewels podcast. We back. We got a special guest today. I'll just let you introduce yourself. Uh, Dave De Niro, man. Uh, PVO slash PVO Dave De Niro. But maybe one day I'll start giving my real name, but I like the sound of Dave right now. <laughs> he was on a um, episode a couple months ago. Um, so we just brought him back. Uh, to talk about mental health today. All right, so we're just gonna we're just gonna get right into it. Sure. Our first question is we've been asking this questions for like years now. So why is it mental health taken seriously, especially like in our generation? Um, it's not taken seriously. I just think, uh, especially like like say in the black community, because mm-hmm. I've been thinking I've been thinking about this a lot. Like. Like I said, personally, I went through, like, I think my first stage of actual depression like, a couple months ago. And I was just, like, in a bad place, even with all stuff. But, like, the last couple of weeks, like you said, how I've been doing, like, I've been doing a lot better. But um, it's just, I don't think we addressed it enough because I think we have, it's like that natural instinct. Like, you know, we just strong and not going to yeah. talk about it and stuff like that, especially being, you know, being men. But I think, too, like, um, you know, the ones that came before us, even our parents and, you know, our aunties, uncles, like, not saying they meant any harm or anything, but I don't think that they really considered it, you know, um, from their perspective. So I think for, as a whole, we just don't really seem to address it because I don't think we understand how serious it is and um, we might not even notice that we're suffering with mental illness, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mental health issues. So like it's just kinda um it's just kinda kinda crazy, but I just think like say we don't bring aware enough of awareness to it because I think we don't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um like especially in our generation when um when somebody said they're like depressed or um they say they're they're like in a bad state of mind. People, mm-hmm. people don't take it seriously because it's just overlooked. Um, you people, if you if you say that you um, people will say call you soft, they'll call you mm-hmm. like weak. They'll be like, oh, just tough it out and, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's I feel like that's why a lot of people, even when they're when they are depressed, they don't like to um, express it, especially like people our age or mm-hmm. uh, or younger even, because. Um, mm-hmm. They're afraid of what their peers would think of them. They're afraid of what their family members might think of them. And um, yeah, especially like you said in the in the black community, like um, I feel like if I if I would have went to my went to uh, one of my family members and be like, "Oh, I feel depressed," they would just laugh. They won't take it seriously. Yeah, they would just be like, "Oh, you just just yeah. like but get over I, it." Yeah. I think though too, like because it's thin line, like between all that like what's what what makes it like um I guess like a little tricky is that you know I think we tend we tend to think you know because whatever I guess environment we're in or like um how well, how I want to say this like we t- we tend to think that like even though things might not be the best situation and um not like helping us as a whole from yeah. where we live, where we live in, and you know, daily lives, and we confuse it with just saying it's normal. So you know, so like that's why you say they'll laugh because you know, even though you might have problems, and like 
you don't think you're depressed because you know we just we keep drinking or we just keep partying. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't even like notice it, and that's the problem. Like so, yeah. Natural, we think in a natural state of mind, like it's normal, but it's not normal. You know, it's not normal to for always to do stuff when you feel and that was what happened with me because like I was drinking before COVID a lot, so I stopped drinking. I probably had like four drinks in the last like two months or more, so I don't even drink anymore. And I thought it was making me put me in a bad position, bad space, like mentally when I would drink and then all the stuff. And then I would, you know, try to use that to feel good for that little short period of time. Yeah. But like, I realized like the only way to really, you gotta like, you gotta address it head on. You can't just keep masking it with, you know, mm-hmm. drinking and stuff like that. So I think that's why we say, they say, well, just tough it out. And it's like, uh, it's like if you had an ACL tear, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, just tough it out, but nah, bro. Like you got to get that checked out. You got to get yeah, surgery on it. You got to get checked. We got to address this issue. And so it'll be worse if you just like try to tough it out. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, they say, oh, just tough it out. But then they say, you know, like you say, you find yourself getting deeper and deeper. But especially for our black community, one thing I can say, that we, you know, we are a strong community. We, we, you know, we were born to survive. It, it, this house was made for us. So like, we are survivors. But at the same time, like, you know. I think we need to address, stop just saying surviving and like address some real issues. Yeah, so speaking on the black community, um, <clears throat> about health, like for example, um, why they always make jokes, like for example, with um, Will Smith and the, the Jada Pinkett thing. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's a big example. That's, that's a good example. Uh, that was wrong. Now uh, um, people are just letting Kanye people in a circle are just trying to make a fool of himself and just I don't know. I mean I mean uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to judge I, him. I, yeah that's but like I just like for me lately bro like I've really just been like focusing on the word accountability and like I guess you see like the podcast that we probably shared on my Facebook the other day we was talking about with Nick Cannon's situation and but just in general like with everything going on, and especially with our generation and more with everything that's going on, like we never like it's everything so sensitive, but like I was thinking this other day, yesterday I was telling somebody, like when we say people are crazy, like what is crazy? You know what I mean? What defines crazy? It's crazy because is it Kanye crazy because he doesn't think like ten other million people? Or, you know, or it's what he said holds some kind of weight. But the masses don't agree. So we, the best thing to do is deem somebody crazy if they're speaking something that you don't, you're not familiar to. Like you know, that's like if I, you probably ran into somebody who didn't speak, speak another language or something, and you met him for the first time, and he started talking. You'd be like, "Oh, this dude's crazy," but really, you just don't understand what he's saying. You know what I mean? Because he got his own perspective, and I think like that's the problem. Just in holding society, like I, you know, what kind of say I get what people saying, but I just think. Ah, uh, man, it's tricky. I just, I just think like, we just, too many judgmental, like people judging, you know, especially famous people and celebrities and stuff like that. I just don't see the real, um, I don't see the real value in that as opposed to like maybe thinking, you know, just trying to think, think on a, I guess a little deeper level because even when Kanye said back what he said, the, the comments, what it was a couple years ago when he said, um, that slaves, what he's what did what he say about the slaves the first time? Uh, dang, slavery was a choice. Slavery was a choice. 
it's, and so like, and we had this discussion a couple weeks ago with, with, with a couple people of my friends. And when I heard that, I remember thinking like, okay, boom, I get, you know, people from this, from, from hearing it off rip, I feel like people quit, especially in today's time, a lot of people are just quit to take everything literal. And so like, you know, I felt like he wasn't saying like, people made it seem like he said, oh, black people just put themselves in shackles and said, oh, take us and be slaves. But, you know, in a sense, it's kind of like, you know, if somebody took us all hostage tomorrow and made us slaves, um, you know, and we've been there for a year, now, even though there might be certain consequences with you trying to break free from that slavery, it all comes down to a choice. And so, like, I get the fear part in slavery because it was, you know, it was kids, your kids were getting killed and things like that. But all that doesn't deny the fact that that just built fear in you. So out of fear, you chose to just say, okay, boom. Because, like, if all the slaves would have really just rose up and just, you know, went ham, things would have been different. So, like, I feel like, at some point, it does become a choice. Now, whether people agree with it or not, I feel like there was a choice. You know what I mean? So, like, some to it, but I get what everyone's saying, but I think we just be too quick to make it seem like, especially in our own community, that's why I'm like, we, we just so quick to, like, tear down people like Kanye and things like that who have set an example coming from similar places. So he's seen things that we haven't seen. So, like, you know, you got to understand, like, he got a whole new perspective. He's been around the world. He's been things. So some of the things he said might be true, but we just, we just, I just think we just take things too literal. And people don't tend to think before they just hear it. You know what I mean? So I feel like most people felt like he was saying, like, he made, they took it like he was saying, oh, we just chose to be slaves. And I don't think that, I think it was deeper than that. And it's kind of right now, like, we're technically free, but I don't think you're never really free, especially as a black man or female in America until you mentally are free. You're on mute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. And I was saying, um, what do you think, uh, what tools can we provide like the youth that's coming up so they can get out of like that mindset that you're talking about? Bro, we need to like, we need to just start preaching more education. Like we talk about education. We talk about all the problems that's with education, but I don't see real, like, just change being made, but, like, we need to bring back critical thinking. We need to get kids thinking again. And now it's even harder to get people to do that because social media is moving so fast. The internet at full scale right now. So, like, you know, especially young kids, they got iPhones, iPads. So, like, everything they see is moving. It don't take number what? Two minutes before Instagram upload another 100,000 pictures. So, you know what I'm saying? Your whole time, you just be cruising social media. All that stuff is just subconsciously cruising our, going in our mind. And, you know, so it, it makes it hard for you to think for people, to, especially kids, to think for themselves when you live in an era where it's trends and all that kind of stuff. And you see this and stuff like that. So we need to get back to teaching, you know, like critical thinking, um, like we said, self-awareness, but mostly like, you know, teaching these kids to, like say, think for themselves and understand that there's something that they can do that, you know, it's a passion or a gift or whatever it might be that we need to help bring them out. You know what I mean? Like kids are following too much and they're not being nurtured enough into who they should be as an individual, as opposed to what society wants to see all the kids doing. So yeah. I think we just need more, we need a little more education. And I think from like, as a community, from like the family, from like the OGs and all that stuff. Cause you know, he always hear like, People say, oh, this, this generation is so lost. 
And I'd be like, in my mind, I'm saying like, this generation is a product of the people who raised, who raised them. So like, and it's no disrespect to like say nobody, my mom and nobody, cause we know our parents did the best they can, but like nobody in my family ever started, tried to start three business, nobody. So like this thing, they just don't know. So like, we are only a product of how we were raised. And then that always goes back to accountability. And you know how it is, especially when it comes to parents stuff, a lot of times accountability doesn't really, it's I'm the parent, me the kid, and that's how it's supposed to be. And that's, that's where the problems lie. And that, that right there too, that, that is where the problems lie. Cause that right there, oh, you're a little kid, blah, blah, blah. That could tear down and that could really fuck with their, their mental health. Yeah, bro, that messed with me like my whole my whole life like I was bro I've been taught my my whole family bro like like you know I won't say but yeah I had bro my whole life like it's bothered me but like I'm finally getting like people talk down and people call me slow you know they say in middle school I was slow and I wasn't this and that and like man <laughs> I got more sense to have the people walk around here yeah. I just I just didn't have the right structure I didn't have my father for you. Yeah. I was a product of my environment. So, like, nobody was teaching these things. And that's just what's going on, like, especially in the Black community. We don't have enough of our leaders really, like, you know, nurturing. So it's it's tricky. It's tricky. And you don't even know you're dealing with it. And that's the thing about it. So so do you think uh, we need more, um, like, Black, more Black, like, uh, um, children? Well, not children, so to say. We need more Black, like, uh, adults, trying to be more in the education field so it can help I think it's hard I I mean we do but I think it's it's hard to educate somebody on something you don't know so you know even if you're older younger that's why I support out I'm starting we just got to continue to educate ourselves first and I think just as a whole a lot of us a lot of things we just don't know we're not used to seeing and as you know like I'm a big fan of Gary V so I watch him a lot but you know he's part of the Jewish community But, you know, that's a whole different perspective. But that's why I watch it a lot, because it's just certain things in our community that we're not really educated on. You know what I mean? And that's just because they don't give it to us like that. But it's easy to find nowadays. But I think, yes, the parents need to do more educated. Especially now, like, I think a lot of these parents can't really educate their kids, you know, like they, they should be able to. You know what I mean? So, so where, where, what like, do you think the parents and kids should have? to be able to learn like that knowledge, like that hidden oh. you're teaching this like how are they need how how you start access to that how 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 do they get access to that and how should they implement it into like the educational plan that they're um feeding kids in schools? Oh you saying for like as a school? You talking about from the school to the to the kids or you talking about the parents to the kids? Like yeah like how 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 do we get from what the parents learn like outside of school? Like how do we get like that education that they're not teaching in school? How do we get it into the school? You know what I'm saying? Like for instance, like mm-hmm. black culture, we have to mm-hmm. research about black culture on, on our on our on our on our own, on ourselves. Like mm-hmm. 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 so that we don't have to do it in our side time that it's part of our education plan. Um well oh, how can we get it out there? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess you would really, it really, if we're going to be technical about it, you're going to have to get more black parents involved in school, first of all. So they got to get parents have to start being involved in like 
I guess what it was, the PTA and like, you know, first of all, getting into the actual system, we're going to do it. But like, I feel like at this point, we need to start focusing more on ownership. And like you said, coming together, maybe building our own schools because the schools that are provided, those are not our curriculum. We can't, it's, you can't really, what's the chance of us coming in and impacting the curriculum? We got to go through the state, the board and all that kind of stuff. But if you have your own school, then we can implement what we want. So we need to focus on ownership. So it's important, like, I think you got to start at the house, really. So by the time your kid gets to school, he can be like, oh, this ain't right because my mom has taught me this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't making sense. And so I just think it really falls on ownership. But if we don't own our own schools, then we need to own our own semi-schools in our household. So, but in order to really get in there, it's going to take parents getting involved, voting and all that stuff and getting on the commission board. But I feel like that can be done. Nothing's impossible. But I think that's a way more overwhelming task than just starting in your household and teaching your kid yourself. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think would be good to, um, for, for the youth uh, to help with mental, mental, mental health is um, mm-hmm. getting, getting the kids more used to uh, going to the guidance counselor to actually talk to the, talk to the guidance counselor. Because a lot of, like in our, in, like in our school, a lot of uh, kids go only go to guidance counselor just to chill, just to, um, mm-hmm. just to talk about anything but mm-hmm. but the mental health. But mm-hmm. once we get, um, once kids get more comfortable with, um, with actually talking about what's going on in their life, what's what's bothering them, what's what's happening in their, mm-hmm. like what, what's happening to them mentally, I feel like that that would uh, be a big step into um, helping kids with their mental health because. Because a lot of a lot of people, like a lot of kids, they don't really like you were saying earlier. They don't really know they're depressed. Uh, they're depressed. They don't really know mm-hmm. they're going through depression. They don't. They don't really understand. A lot of them don't even know the the real definition of depression. So, I feel like also like the guidance counselor, they need to mm-hmm. have a, a much more variety of um, of race, like white guidance counselor, black, Hispanic. Yeah, like I was saying, um, just to get more variety of different um, type of guidance counselor. Because, for example, if if I'm in high if I'm in high school or something, and I live in like a bad neighborhood, I, I live in a bad community, I'm not mm-hmm. going. I'm not going to go to like a a guidance counselor that I see like that came from like a a rich ass town and that knows well, yeah. what I'm yeah. going through. So obviously, I'm not. Say that? Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to go go to her and be like. Her and be like, oh, this is what's going on. Because she's not gonna understand what's going on. She all she's gonna say is like, ah, I'm, she's probably gonna try her best to understand, but she's not really gonna understand because she didn't go through what, what I'm going through, or she didn't like experience half of the things I'm going through. So like finding getting a variety of different type of guidance counselor for um for like kids in high school, middle school, and mm-hmm. so on will definitely help with with mental health. That's that's what I think. I, yeah, but you know, it's like I feel like it's so tricky now because, bro, like you gotta. It's just like with anything where like, if you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a counselor, then you need to do that 120%. Like, you know what I'm saying? You need to give your best. Like, you need to understand that people are coming to you in faith that you're going to give them the best advice possible. But like you said, some of them not coming from the, don't even know how to relate. And then some of them just coming for a check. A lot of people just come for a check. So like, they'll tell you the basics. Just keep being, just keep being positive and you just go to work. You go to just give it. Just give it. Just give it your best, and you know things always work out. 
Like that's the basics, but like you gotta understand this kid heard that for twenty minutes, but then he goes back home and he sees the reality of his problem still there. So exactly. all that's drowned out. So mm-hmm. like I said, I think it's important, like you said, that's why I think we need to really like hone in and start doing it like in our household. Like that's why I think for my mom, you know, raised me with all the manners and like being respectful. I get it. You know, I I don't understand. Like, you know, it might not be common, but like that's where it starts at, bro. I think it really starts at the house and then you can branch out because going to depending on the schools and education system and all just looking around COVID nineteen, the system is broken, bro. It's been broken. So like, you know, we can't continue to I feel like we can't continue to say why education school doing this, like nothing's changed. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? For the most half part. Half of the stuff they teach us in school is completely wrong. Like I just realized that after, <laughs> after I graduated high school. Like I just realized yeah. after I graduated high school that most of the stuff they they were teaching us is wrong. Like not even close. It's crazy. No, not close. And and it's nothing that prepares you for like the real world. That's why like when I tried exactly. to go to college, like I just told myself like it makes no sense for me to be sitting in somebody's classroom like for twelve eight hours out of the day when I could just be working for eight hours out of the day. Because at the end of the day. You go. They, you're supposed to go to school just to work and get a job. So somehow we had this thing that unless you're gonna be a doctor, lawyer, things like that, like you need to go to school. But like if you're gonna pursue photography or you're gonna be an artist, whatever, like these things you can do without going to school. You just start. You just start doing it. You just start working. And I feel like at a point it used to be, you know, you know, a long time ago they used to have like workshop in school. They used to teach like wood shop teach kids kids skills in school but i feel like you know unfortunately especially in the black community that's not a big thing and we need to be teaching skills kids social studies history all that like it's cool but unless i'm gonna be like a historian major or unless i'm gonna do something <laughs> like that bro i need to be learning the skill teach these kids skills teach these kids how to manage money teach these kids how to work like how, how to work just need to work like that's what it's about at the end of it's just about working and so like I mean, that school, I've I never been big on school. I was never, never big on school, bro. I was getting suspended in the third grade. So I was trouble from the beginning. Like, I just, <laughs> I just school was just third not great, bro. But like, in third grade, I was suspended, bro. Like, crazy. I, I, um, I mean, third grade, I put, like, a rock in the back door one time and left the door open. And I came back, like, that day after class and stole all the airheads and all the blow pops. And the next day, the teacher, like, somebody stole all the candy. So I, bro, I was yeah. just bad, but so like, but I mean, school. I just feel like, bro, it's it's not about making money, but it's about making money. So I don't need a teacher to tell me I need to study social studies to make money. Don't need it. You can teach me a skill, teach teach mechanics. Start teaching these kids how to be mechanics, how to be plumbers, have an AC class. You know, all these things that these when they say go to what's what's the school they call like you go to. A, uh, tech school, I guess, or like a, I can't think of the actual word when you go learn like a trade school. Yeah, trade you go school learn like how to do like AC, barber. You know what I'm saying? Like kids would benefit better if you just have a barbershop class. Yeah. Like imagine if you just at, you you hire barbers, right, at a school and let these kids take five hours or whatever, 20 hours a year for the four years they're in high school. So in ninth grade, you're getting a certain amount of hours in barber class. You can still teach me social studies and all, but in the midst of that, I'm going to this barbershop class every day for four years. Bro, when I come out, I'm not gonna be thinking about 
you know, social studies. I'm gonna be thinking about how can I make money now because I got the skills that cutting hair. And I'll start probably cutting hair in school. Come and start coming home, you know, and stuff like that. But I think it's even that. And it, that would be nice. You can do stuff like that. Just start hiring other people and putting them into schools who can teach um, skills and trades. But yeah, that's, that's just my opinion. Once you implement that in schools, I feel like that'll, that'll make kids like open their eyes more like, oh, these people are actually trying to help me achieve my dreams. I actually have that support that I need. I, I, mm, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to give you something different to see. Give you something. If I have any about this field, instead of being lost on my own and failing and getting down on myself, like yeah, or her to me out, figure out the ropes, get on, like you know, get my hands wet. Yeah, cause you tell you tell a kid to you tell a kid to learn trigonometry, whatever it is, or mathematics, multiplication, division. But the thing is, when I go home. I see my mama struggling, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I see, like, ain't no food in the house. Like, I ain't got time to be worried about social studies. I need to figure out what can I do different that my mom doesn't know so I can make a change and do that better. How can I, how can I learn how to make money? You right. know what I mean? Because that's what, that's what we need at the end of the day. Like, you want me to go through school for 12 years watching my mom or my family struggle, but meanwhile, you know, um, you want me to be worried about mathematics and social studies while I'm at home? It's not going to work. It doesn't work that way. Uh, and I don't know how to replace a tire, replace a flat tire. Yeah. So yeah, that would be that would be such uh, such a good idea if schools do that. Like like you were saying, like um have like a trade like a, a trade class to like learn mm -hmm. different skills and stuff. Because like I didn't know till like what last year I didn't know like. Somebody could easily start their own business. You don't have to like have a business license. You don't, you don't need a. You don't need to go to school, uh, four years just just to get a license before no. you before you start. I had no idea, but after I figured it out, went on YouTube and figured it out myself. That's when I was like, oh shit, I could just start my own business. And bam, I did. Like, but if I would have knew in high school, what? That's what I said. Like, I knew what I knew ten years ago, but like you don't need to crazy. start. I worked with this girl. She says like, oh, I want to start cooking food and delivering but i don't have a big kitchen and i was like if you don't got a big kitchen so then just cook two of your best dishes if you cook apple pies just cook apple pies in one dish and just sell that like there's there's always options like you don't have to be making full yeah. course meals and that's just with business that like, you just start like i still haven't got all the stuff i need for pbo just yet but i'm not concerned with that because i got so many ideas with the trademark like i'm not even concerned in that aspect but like we have to start and that's what we got really we got to start like just start. Too many people just say, oh, this and that. Do I need this and that? You'll find out what you need along the way. I guarantee you, if you're doing it, you know what I'm saying? You'll find out what you need, but you waste more time debating on what you need than actually just putting in the effort. And that's like, say, business and stuff like business. Like, that's why right now, everybody has opportunity to be, you know, start a business or people want to say entrepreneurs, but you got to understand there's always going to be the process. And then on top of that, it's like, um, you know, like you say, internet right now, is we connecting through Zoom. You know what I mean? Like, this don't have nothing to do with, like, quote, unquote, race or anything. Like, you can connect with Zoom with anybody from any place. And there you go. You, if you build the right connections, you can have, you know, business opportunities. Like, you don't have to be face-to-face -to, -face to make money now. And that's why I feel like all this narrative, pushing education and stuff like that is just crazy because, bro, you don't need it. Like to 2020, you don't need education. You just need to start working. <laughs> That's it. Like, 
and keep, you can do that now in high school. You can have a Shopify, bro. We ain't have internet like that. When I was in high school, bro, you could have been like, you could be in ninth grade, have a Shopify, and you're selling Yo. your, your, your graduation t shirt at the end of the year. I wish you could do that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but I wish I could do that. You know? Yeah. To wrap it up, um, but like all the the stuff that we talked about, like with the change and like what needs to happen and stuff like that, where where does that change start first like within yourself? Like where do you start yourself? Like you know what I'm trying to say? Where do you start first within? Oh uh, yeah, you start start happening. You start with yourself. You you just tell yourself that I'm going to try to do better. And I was watching yesterday. I was watching um like 20 minutes of like Michael Jordan's clips of his mindset. And he was saying like fear and just the fact that like nobody knows. So like you don't know until you try. So it's, it's no, like nobody knew Michael Jordan was going to be Michael Jordan. He got cut. He got all the stuff. He didn't know he's going to be. So the yeah. fact that you don't know, but the fact that he don't know, you still got a chance. That lets you know you got a chance because you don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody can say, I was like, I was seeing a friend last night. He was like, man, I seen you. I, 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 I'm just, I've just seen you grow with me with PVO. Like, I had no idea five years ago I would be doing this. Like, this was not even a thought. But I just knew that, like, I had to do something different to try to achieve some kind of success. And, like, you just got to start. You got to tell yourself, okay, things are not, might not be favorable. And I understand, like, you know, we come from, it's an economical situation. So some people don't have, the same access as others, especially in the black community. But like, you know, if you don't have internet, you can go to the library or you can go to your neighbor's house who might have internet. Like it can, you just gotta wanna do it. And it just starts with you. That's what I'm gonna like accountability. And I think in the black community, we don't have that enough. And that's what I get frustrated with this whole black lives matter thing like that because everything gets thrown in there, but I don't never hear us as a whole taking accountability. You know, it was just three shooters here in Tallahassee in the last couple of days. I haven't seen none of the black leaders, none of the protests, none of those things. But people said he, you know, getting angry and stuff like that. And it's like, bro, we got to start taking accountability. Like, we understand there's a racist society and there's, you know, being black. We understand all that comes with it. But, like, we still got opportunity. There's plenty of opportunity. Like, I've, like I say, through internet, you can meet people who you never, who you never thought you could meet who don't even know you. They don't know your color. Like, we're doing a Zoom. Y'all way in Boston. So it's like, that's why we, it's, that's why I don't watch the news. That's why I say it starts at home. That's why I don't watch it, because you can get distracted from this world. This world will have you distracted. And all the stuff they preach, education, all that stuff, bro, you don't need no teacher to teach you anything. If you need to learn eight times five, I guarantee if you go to YouTube right now, type in eight times five, you're going to get 30 answers, just like that. Well, I don't need no teacher to tell me that. But, you know, that's just, so I think that's where it starts. And it starts with individuals. But it starts at home. And like you say, with parents, they got to start telling their kids and stuff. Kids got to know they, that they believe, that you believe in them. You know what I mean? Kids, kids want to know that. But, like, a lot of times now they get distracted with video games and stuff like that. So, you know, they don't, they don't really understand. They just, you know, my mom brought me a PlayStation. And they consider that to be her showing love. But, like, you know, she should probably at night read a book with you. Even if she starts with just Cat in the Hat. Then that's going if she's not a good reader or if he's not a good reader, guess what that'll do? Help her learn too. So y'all both start with cat and hat. You know, green eggs and ham. Sam went to the store, green eggs, like you know, and like that's where it starts the basics. 
it's just the basics. That, that connection builds too between like um, a mother and the child, or a child and their parent, and then that's where like uh, like their self awareness and stuff, low self esteem and stuff like that will start to build up. Like, through, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we gotta we gotta encourage our kids more. But like like you said, it's hard, man. I understand it's difficult especially in the black community, it's just difficult because we see so much negative stuff. So it's hard. Our minds are clouded. And that's why our mental health, we don't understand because we just be so clouded by everything else. Like, well, I grew up in Miami. My grandma thing right now, it wasn't nothing to go down the street and on the corner, it's 30, 40 old, 30, 40 people under this tree. You know, 50-year-old man, 60-year-old who just under this tree drinking beer, standing at the corner store. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so like, when you see in that, and I go to school for eight hours, and eight hours out of the eight hours, I'm probably only focused three hours if you're lucky. Especially with everybody having cell phones and stuff now, you know. So, bro, the only way you can really get it starts from the individual in the household. But we need to let these kids know that they can be greater. And I will do want to say this too: like we gotta, we gotta break away from that, from the just put my kid to dribble, 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 and shoot, shoot. I get it. I love sports. I'm a basketball fanatic. That's my favorite sport. But we gotta break away from thinking that sports is the only way that we can create financial, you know, um, I guess freedom of get our families out of situations financially through just dribbling and running. We gotta get out of that. We gotta get out of that. So you know what I mean? Like teach your kids stuff that's more. You know, not saying he can't make, but if your kid's not six six or if he's not stream athlete, not it's gonna be tough. But mm-hmm. like that, that, that right there is just partly God. You can't, you can't do that. But like, you don't have to be a certain size or a certain height to learn how to be a mechanic. It don't matter to fix ACs or cut lawns. You don't need weight requirements and vertical. You don't need that. You just need work ethic and learn it. And like what I'm learning now is most things are hard until somebody say most things are hard until you actually learn it. You know. I started doing logo designs and all that stuff to illustrate just like two months ago and all the clothes stuff. I didn't know nobody taught me none of these things that I know from TV, all the designs I have created myself. It's just through trial and error. My dad didn't teach me how to cut lines. I didn't have them. I just tried it out and I figured it out along the way. And it's not easy, but hey, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So, you know, that's how I feel about that. You got anything else to say? Nah, man, you know, positive vibes only, you know, PVO, lifestyle, not a trend, um, you know, I, like, we need to do more of these, like I say, this is dope, um, but I just, I just really think this is a time where, you know, especially for our black community, like, it's still opportunity, even though everything going on, like, I really feel like there's, there's so much, like, I feel like there's going to be a new wave of, like, young black millionaires coming through, I feel like there's, because that's just coming, like, it's gonna be some people who gonna have who gonna who gonna have a great impact on coming out of COVID nineteen. Who's gonna who's gonna come out of this thing and be better and get something new. Businesses are closed, so only thing will happen when the business closed means somebody else gonna buy it and reopen. You know what I mean? So like, there's opportunity for people to be innovative right now. There's things that you can do to you know, like I say, come back. If you cook, cook at the house. Create your Instagram page. Get a nice little photo. If you can take a photo of you sitting on the sink with your booty out, if you can do all that, bro, take a picture of your food, put it on Instagram. Hey, I'm delivering. If you scared about, if you scared about 
how it take off at first. Start with Monday and Wednesday. Give a time frame. Monday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. I will only be open them times for them two days. So that way you create leverage and that way you don't have to worry about putting yourself too far out there. And eventually, if you start getting booked too up in them two days, you just add more days. But people they tend to think, oh, it's too hard to start a business because I like all these variables. No, bro, you just start and you deal with what you have, but you got to learn how to create leverage. And that's what we need to teach. We need, like say, ownership, create leverage for yourself, create opportunities for yourself. You don't need to have a lot of money. It's not about the money. It shouldn't be about the money. If it's about the process in the building, you should just be happy if you only got two customers in that first month. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. So like create leverage, bro. Like just create leverage. Just, just create it. So if people want to take come part of whatever you're doing, try your best to create it where you can it's it's gonna help you more than hurt than then go out and buy, you know, start cooking ten course meals open Friday, five days a week. You ain't got no clients, bro. You're gonna end up wasting food. You're gonna lose food, you're gonna lose money. You know what I'm saying? But if you know you only do Monday and Tuesdays, then I can just create just a little bit. And then, you know, just, just enough to, if I get 10 clients. And then if you start getting 10 clients, then you build gradually. But just start with a little bit, bro, and create leverage. That's all we need to do, create leverage. So that's what I would say, create leverage. And like, I don't know how to, I don't know how lawn service is up in y'all area. I don't know, is that like a big thing up there? I'm sure it is everywhere, like yeah. landscaping and stuff. But, yes, it's huge. It's huge, and I'm actually, I'm actually, you know, this first time saying it, but I'm actually working on a website now, and I'm gonna start my lawn service back up. But um, I'm gonna do it different. But this is just free game. I was telling my homeboy the other day. Anybody like people say they don't want to work? Oh, it's too hot. I said, bro, we I played football for how many years in the sun with helmets and pads, hoping to make a million dollars. Didn't get one dollar. It wasn't too hot then. But now it's too hot to work, bro. It don't make sense. It's just an excuse. But like, if you want to start a lawn service, perfect example, bro. Everything got to come with educating yourself. So like, now if I did this five years, I would have did this five years ago. I'm gonna do this the next time around, bro. Take the first four, take a month in your area, and just like the surrounding blocks, the like three, four blocks, go around for a whole month and just make note of all the yards that have not been cut in that one month frame. So just take a month to look at all the yards and let a month go by. And if a month goes by and you, whatever amount of yards you have, that's a clear indication that they probably don't have a lawn man. So now you got 30 yards that you know haven't been cut in a month. Buy you a lawnmower, knock on those doors. Hey, I took, I've been, I've been watching been in the neighborhood for the last month. I noticed you and a couple other our neighbors haven't had any lawn service in the last month. Is it possible you don't have a lawn service, man? Here we are providing. Bro, you're going to probably get, if it's 20 houses, you probably get 10. Because it's clear indication that they're not being taken care of. So there's a good probable chance that you can get business. And if you get 10 clients in walking range from your house that lets you cut twice a month for $50, that's $1,000 a month, bro. That's true. So, you know, and, that, and not just with anything, you know, clothes and stuff a little more difficult, like you say, but I'm just saying like practicality, like things that can be done. That's how it can start, bro. I think I, I just, I believe that that's how it starts. You know, we just got to do a little research. You know, you want to sell t-shirts, contact, contact 40 friends and 
stay. Hey, maybe I start this like, bro, just try to create leverage. It can be done. All right, to close yeah, but you trust the process. To close out, y'all want to do some yeah. of the promotion? The, yeah. Y'all want to do y'all brand? Y'all want to promote y'all brand real quick? Yeah. Always, bro. But, um, you know, PVO Positive Vibes only. Uh, we on Instagram, pvo.apparel. Um, you can go to the website, www.pvoapparel.store. Um, October, we're going to do a massive sale on hoodies as we get ready going to the winter. So we're going to do some, we got some things coming up with that. But like I said, Positive Vibes only. Um, I just recorded a lot of new content today. I'm dropping more content videos coming up this week. You know, um, my goal, like I said, my goal is I want to be the biggest entrepreneur to come through Tallahassee, Florida. And I want to be the black Gary. I want to be the Gary V for the black community. That's my goal. So PVO, you know, hey, y'all check us out. Like you said, the website. Instagram, follow us, you know, a bunch of stuff on there, hoodies, shirts, all the things that you can possibly think of to help, you know, just provide a little bit of positive vibes in your life. Mm. All right, yo, thank you, babe, man, for running up. Yeah, bro, I'm trying to get better at that, bro. That's one where I'm just trying to, you know, they say the games will be sold, not told, but like, mm -hmm. you know, it's about, it's about empowering other people, and I'm really want to get to that. That's what people embody, like spreading positive vibes. And like you said, you got to spread what you know, because it's all about educating. So I just try to share little things that I know that I know work, little habits and little tricks and trades to the game, man. Entrepreneurship and business owning. Yep. It's, you know, got to respect it, though. So. All right. Thank you, Dave. Positive vibes only. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Have a good one. All right, brother. Peace. All right, yo. Right, yo, check out my store, my online store, dbdzone.com. That's dbdzone.com. Uh, we got streetwear. We got formal wear for the ladies, dress. Uh, we got two-piece. We got so many stuff. Um, check it out. We actually doing a sale right now. Um, so 50% off on all jeans. Uh, check out our Instagram, at dbdzone. Facebook, at dbdzone. Um, check it out. I promise you, you're going to find something you like. If not, just hit me up. Uh, let me know what you want. I'm going to add it to the store. Pop it. Spread the word. And yeah. All right, yo. Uh, I kind of want to do some promotion myself. <laughs> but it's not nothing big. Just go on eBay. Larry the Entrepreneur. Just type that in. I got some shirts up on there. Fear Guy shirts. Kind of dope. But other than that, thank y'all for tuning in. We out of here. That was day positive vibes only. Yes, sir.